Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very pleasant good morning, everyone. Bob Pompiani here in my aviary in the backyard. You can hear birds chirping and who knows what else, but it's outside. There are no secrets in uh, COVID-19 sportscasting these days. It's on remote and it is live. And we are here until 1 o'clock taking your calls at 412-928-9370. Matt Harkins, the affable Matt Harkins, is behind the glass at 93.7 The Fan. Call him at that number. He'll put you on with me. Our show is brought to you by the good people of Allegheny Health Network, Health for All, PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one, Cochrane. Go one better. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They've got your back, not your wallet. And Ireland Contracting, home of the Ireland Contracting Nightly Sports Call, Pittsburgh CW, every night at 1035. Follow us on Twitter, 937TheFan, driven by Jim Shorky Kia, Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. And shop all three locations, shorkykia.com. You can text us on the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line, 412-928-9370. That's the same as the call-in line, so hit it up right now. Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you to text responsibly. So, again, the number. It's open until 1. I like to hear from people. I want to hear your thoughts. 412-928-9370. You can also tweet me at KDPomp. And we're going to do some uh, Steeler analysis here today, uh, as well as other stuff. But the Steelers are getting to the point now where they're zooming in on September the 14th, uh, basically three weeks away. Today they'll go through, like I said, a uh, nighttime practice. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be some scrimmaging at some point going on here. They've had three days of padded practices this week. So they're going to be ramping things up as they get set for the Giants in the opener on September the 14th. In the meantime, they still have some pressing needs, not just from roster, although the roster is pretty certain. It's just a matter of who you would rely on as starters at some positions and who would be the backup. But the one overhanging issue is Cam Hayward, who continues to be very, very good at what he does. And it's a little bit of a problem, I would imagine, because the Steelers don't know what the you know, salary cap is going to be like next year, given all of the uncertainty of this year. And if it comes down, they're going to be in a situation not unlike the Pittsburgh Penguins, where they're going to be kind of top-heavy and have to make some decisions. This would explain why it's taking so long to get Cam Hayward a new deal. The other thing is, you know, the Steelers have been pretty good largely with knowing when to part with people. I don't think they're at that point with Cam Hayward. Because if you look at him at age 31, I mean, the guy has improved with age. He's had three Pro Bowls. They've all come in the last three years at age 29, 30, 31. And both of his uh, All-Pro selections have also come in the past three seasons. So he has just ramped up. His personal numbers are much better than they've been. So the, the question is, 
how much do you want to put into a future contract and how much will it cost, how many years will it cost, knowing that he is 31? I'll remind you that they had Jason Gilden, who was their SAC leader at the time, and they chose to move away from a longer-term contract. They did the same with Alan Fanica, not because they didn't want those guys around, it's just doing business and trying to figure out when is the right time to part company and when is the right time to you know, extend by another four years, potentially. They did it with Troy Palomalu. So it has been done. Cam Hayward is a leader on this team in every sense of the word. Uh, he has my deepest admiration for not only him as a player, but also him as a community uh, person and what he represents for his family. He does everything the right way. The Steelers obviously want him, but that business decision will kind of linger here. And I wonder if they'll get something done with him and how much it would cost. If you look at the numbers, guys in his position making $15, $16 million a year, how many years can the Steelers give him that knowing that he's 31? And there is your dilemma. Maybe they could cater it in a way that it's you know uh, longer term to spread out uh, the money that they would owe him as a bonus. Not sure. But I know that they'd like to get it done, and, and the business at large is very much up in the air at this point. So that's going to be one of the things. Call up if you uh, think he should stay, if you think they should part company. They did it once with Rod Woodson, and it was the wrong thing to do because he went on and not only uh, excelled but played some of his best football after he left. But it's a calculated risk any way you do it. You know, Also with the Steelers, you have a situation uh, at running back, and you have a lot of guys in that room. And this will be something we'll be concentrating tonight on Pittsburgh CW at 6 o'clock, live from Heinz Field, the site of their training camp this year. You know, James Conner's going to be the feature back. They don't have necessarily a star player at running back. Yes, James Conner is a pro bowler when he's healthy. I appreciate what he's been able to do. But I also know that they have guys in that room who offer something that guys like Conner and Snell don't. And that is breakaway speed. That's why they drafted Anthony McFarlane. Anthony McFarlane Jr. is a running back who can just light it up and gets to the outside. We saw that on display when he played at Maryland. Kareth White is another one who can do that. They brought him in, and even though he didn't play a lot, first run I believe he ever carried as a Steeler went for 20-plus yards. And he averaged 5.1 per carrier. So he has back in a way. I'm not even suggesting that, but it may cost somebody who's a veteran, most likely Jalen Samuels, a spot. But Jalen Samuels also offers something the Steelers need. That is a guy who can catch the ball on third down. I think James Conner can do it as well. So a lot of different scenarios there. And remember, Derek Watt was signed. He's not going to be cut, so he'll take one of those positions. How many running backs do they actually keep? That's a tough one to try to figure out. So uh, we'll see what they do on that one at 412-928-9370. We'll talk more Steelers with you as we go along. Any other uh, issues you may want, let me know what they may be. Uh, as far as the Pirates are concerned, we're getting closer to a trade deadline. If you've heard anything from Ben Charrington, it sounds as if he believes a lot of the guys on this current roster can help him moving forward. Well, I'd like to know specifically who, because a lot of guys are getting up there in age, if your plan is to trade them, and to my knowledge, you know, his first move was to trade Starling Marte for a couple of 19-year-old guys who may never play here or who may play here. It's hard to analyze these kinds of trades. But that was the first indication the Pirates were not necessarily interested in doing anything this year in terms of competing. They were trying to load up on talent. He has said that. But how do you get talent right now? If at the trade deadline you have guys like Kayona Kella who 
left the game last night after just a few pitches in the ninth inning grabbing his forearm. You can't get much for him, can you? You know, then you have people like Josh Bell. I'm not sure what you would get for Josh Bell right now. I, had, I, I love his bat. I think he can hit the long ball, but it's been very much in spurts. It's not been consistent, and he can be still at times a liability playing first, although he has improved there. But how much realistically can you get for somebody like that? Gregory Polanco would have been nice to say, well, he's off to a great start. Somebody could lose, uh, use a left-handed bat in the outfield. However, he's batting 070, and he struck out just about every time he's been up. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you can't do. Uh, and now they're stuck with paying him not only $8 million this year, but they owe him 11 next year. And I don't believe there is a buyout in that. I'm not sure. i got to double-check. But it is a dilemma for the Pirates. Do you trade any of your pitchers? If so, tell me who and what you would get. I don't think you're going to load up your system, which is why if the Pirates finish with the worst record in baseball, they'll get the number one pick. So, bottom line is, we are in a situation where you could watch and observe, but it looks like the Pirates are going to have to de- be very creative to come up with people uh, in order to compete in the coming years. It's not going to happen this year. It's not going to happen next year. And they won't spend money until it's time to add two. And even then, I'm not convinced they will. 412-928-9370 is the number. It was good to see Brian Reynolds come out of it last night. He did have a, a very good game. A diving catch. We've seen how good he can be defensively. Three hits, four runs batted in. Finally hit another home run. It was stunning to believe that he came into that game last night with one home run and one run batted in. And that was it out of basically 20 games. Polanco's been worse. Uh, Eric Gonzalez had a good week, and now, you know, I mean, the consistency is the problem. Eric Gonzalez, I had a lot of people here. In fact, this one here from John H. on Twitter says, trade Gonzalez, see what you can get. The problem with that, John, is that if you trade him, what are you going to get? He's a 27-year-old guy. He's been moved before. So, you know, I, I think they can't really bring in a lot of talent here right now with the cast of characters they have. So they're going to have to be in it for the long haul if you're looking at drafting and developing. Ben Charrington and his staff are going to be judged accordingly. Bring in talent, develop that talent, bring it quickly. We saw against Cleveland the other day Shane Bieber, not Justin, but Shane, who's making a name for himself. Uh, and he was on the mound after being a, I think he was a fourth-round pick by the Cleveland Indians back in 2016. He is quickly developed. He's only 25, already had an all-star season, and he's one of the dominant pitchers in the game has command, and that's the word I use, command, of every one of his pitches. He could throw them in critical situations and get people out. You know, so the bottom line there is you have to make sure that you get talent. The problem is how do you get talent when you don't have a lot of talent to offer in a trade? 412-928-9370. We talked about the Steelers, but the Penguins also have some issues about salary caps and who to keep and who to trade. We'll get into that as well. But it's open conversation until 1 o'clock. Call me. 412-928-9370. 412-928-9370. Hit me up on Twitter at KD Pump. All right. Welcome back, everyone. We continue to roll along until 1 o'clock today. Call me at 412-928-9370. Once again, thank you to Allegheny Health Network, and they've done a great job in this fight against COVID-19. AHN. Also, PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one, Cochrane. You're always going to go one better if you go to number one, Cochrane. Shedorovich, Shedorovich, and Fishman. Ireland Contracting, IrelandContracting.com. So we're talking now, and I threw out some Steeler topics if you'd like to get involved with that. Pirate trade possibilities, although they, 
very, very slim possibilities. I don't know what you can get for guys. That's the problem right now. We talk about the Penguins, and this week Jack Johnson spoke with Josh Yoey of The Athletic, who does a great job covering uh, Penguins for them. And Jim Rutherford doubled down on Jack Johnson. He also put more of the blame on Justin Schultz, which is not the best of looks. And just because he is becoming an unrestricted free agent, Schultz will be gone, clearly. Jack Johnson is not going to be in that boat. In fact, he has three years left, $3.2 million a year. So I'd like to get your thoughts about Jack Johnson. Uh, I thought during, during the regular season, with block shots and a physicality point of view, I thought he played pretty decent hockey. Not great, but pretty decent especially as a sixth defenseman or fifth defenseman, whatever he is. Obviously, in the playoffs, everyone played badly, I thought. Nobody did what they were supposed to do, and that includes high-end players who were supposed to put the puck in the net and could not. You could credit Carey Price, but Philadelphia just beat them four games to two. They figured out a way. But Jack Johnson was no good. Neither was Justin Schultz. Mike Sullivan continued to go out there and stick with the same combination. I thought he should have changed that up. I thought he should have changed the goaltender after game one. And that was; those were my thoughts as we were going on here. And I, and and I, you know, his loyalty to players at times is good. At times, sometimes leads to questionable decisions. So I think everyone was complicit in this. And now the Penguins are in an interesting spot because the salary cap is going to be frozen. And I still believe in Jim Rutherford and everything he's done. He's a Hall of Famer for a reason. He's won three championships. He's not afraid to make moves. I think he traded Phil Kessel at the right time. Uh, if you look at Kessel, he's almost invisible for the Coyotes in their series against Colorado in which the Avalanche just flexed their muscles and showed you how good they were. Uh, that team, along with Vancouver, two teams to watch in the Western Conference, no doubt. So these are situations now that become dicey, only because, again, if you make trades on certain people, how much do you get in return? Matt Murray is one of them. Matt Murray likely will not be here. He finds himself in the same boat that Marc-Andre Fleury did when Murray was the man coming up. Now it's Jari. They need to create some space. They can't afford to have two goaltenders. I would think of the numbers of money we're talking about. What do you do there? Everyone else that you may trade and get something for has trade clauses, which make it really difficult on general managers. So it's going to be an interesting offseason about what they do and how they change things, because I do think they need to change things up a little bit. Uh, the rest of the league is getting younger and faster. You look around the Eastern Conference, Western Conference also, but specifically in the East, Carolina is a team, even though they got eliminated, I think they are going to be in it for the long run. I think the New York Rangers, now that they won the draft lottery, plus what they've done in turn, terms of rebuilding and bringing in youth to that team, I think you're going to see them surge the Flyers are surging. they got a good young goaltender and some good pieces. Uh, New Jersey, all of these teams are in a situation where they make a difference and they're getting younger and faster, and the Penguins have got to keep up. But it's not an easy situation. And before you say they put themselves in this boat, keep in mind, and I am one of those who still believe that I look at the overall body of work by the guys who are here, the, the managers of the team, the coaches of the team, you don't get runs that – that they got, you know, the core players here with three cups in the time together. I mean, that's hard to do. It is. And sometimes we get very spoiled in this town. And that's not to make excuses and to say it's a, you, you got to keep allowing everybody to play and don't make changes. You do make changes. You have to adjust. Jim Rutherford will adjust, and we'll see what he has up his sleeve.
412-928-9370. Let's go out to the lines. We have Gary, who joins us in Gibsonia. What's up, Gary? How are you? Good, Bob. I'm taking a little sneaky break from my uh, grandkids, but uh, just a quick thought on the pirates. <laughs> this is the perfect storm. Uh, five years, we're going to be put behind because of Huntington trade. Then you have the model of holding minor league players till their service time is, is of value to them. I think what they need to do, bring up Hayes, bring up Jared Oliva, let them play. I agree. I've been saying that. I want to see Will Craig. I want to see everybody. Why is Gerard Dyson still playing? There's no reason for that. What? He got picked off the other night in the bottom of the ninth inning. I mean, he's a veteran who admitted he only took this job because nothing else was available to him. You don't need to well, have guys like that on your roster when you're trying to rebuild, and that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and I think the big thing is is people got to look at this thing. They're not going to pay for any players, so let's forget about that. Let's be honest, Polanco's not worth anything. They're going to have to release him or just hold on to him for whatever reason. Bell is if he reminds me a lot of Alvarez, but he's a nicer version. So he's streaky, and you're going to have to hope he gets hot, and you're going to have to sell him at the right time. So when you look at this thing, they got to change their model. You've got 21-year-olds, 20s, 19-year-olds, Tatis go through the whole league. They got all these young players, and we hold them. Twenty-four-year-old Jared Oliva, twenty-four-year-old Hayes. Isn't it time to just find out if they're going to be major leaguers? And why not experiment? What are you going to lose? Another four games? That's what I said. I don't care if you don't think he's ready. You put him in a position. Maybe he'll flourish. Give him a chance. Maybe he feels squelched by the Pirates' incessant need to keep guys in the minors until they prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're ready. Well, no. You bring them up and play them, especially now. I want to get a good idea of what's going on with this team and who is part of the core. At this point, who would you say is part of your core? Because I don't know, Gary, that I could come up with you know, more than a handful of guys, and most of them are not young enough to make me think they're going to be here in three years. The last question I have for you, and I'll, I'll listen. Uh, do you, have you ever figured out why players leave here and excel, starting with Batista way back when, Starling Marte's on fire right now, and I can go through the list of glass now, Meadows, go through all of them. How do they leave here? Is it all by happenstance? Is it just magical? Or is maybe we have some developmental problems down below because they just can't figure out why they're all doing so well when they leave here. Well, thanks, Gary, for the call. Appreciate that. I think there are a lot of guys who also leave here and, and not do uh, anything special. Uh, in the case of Marte, I, I would have been okay trading him but I didn't want a couple of 19-year-old kids, only because I don't know enough about them. They're down in the low A's. Now, I'm, I may be contradicting myself because I said you need to stockpile talent. Ben Charrington will be judged on this trade in time. It's, it's hard to judge it now, but those two kids aren't going to be around here for the next three or four years. I think that's pretty safe to say. Hopefully they will be. Hopefully at age 21 they become somebody like a Fernando Tatis. You know, you, that's what the Pirates need. Again, if you look at Shane Bieber, and there's so many other examples around the league of guys who at young ages come up and not just excel but dominate. When was the last Pirate who dominated? That's what they need to figure out and find. Marte would have been better served staying here, I think, if, again, my, my thought going into this was I thought they could actually compete for a wild card spot given the expanse of playoffs if they went out and spent some money and if, they got production that you are counting on from guys like Bell, Polanco, and Reynolds. None of that has happened. So now that means they're where they are, which is a rebuild, even though they don't like to use that word. 
412-928-9370. Thanks, Gary, for the call. The lines are open for all of you out there, so make sure you call. I also want to give a little shout-out for Golden Achievement, uh, the Junior Achievement Golden Ticket Award. Now, this is a great promotion. For those of you who don't know about it, check them out on Twitter. You can go to at J-A-W-P-A, hashtag PGH Golden Ticket. Doran Dickerson is the honorary chair of this, and this year they're doing something different. Not only for a $20 ticket, that's all it takes for you to buy 20 bucks to help junior achievement. And they do a great job helping young kids everywhere. But you can get season tickets, two season tickets to the Steelers, the Penguins, the Pirates, Pitt, West Virginia, Riverhounds, Wild Things. You get all of that. Season tickets. And it'll take effect, I would imagine, next year since nobody's going this year. Or you have the option behind door number two is a $10,000 cash prize. The drawing will take place August 27th, this week, 7 p.m., lottery, 20 bucks, one ticket. Hit them up at J-A-W-P-A, Junior Achievement of Western Pennsylvania, for the golden ticket. All right, welcome back. Sorry about the temporary uh, confusion there. We had a little connection problem. And like I said, when you're on remote, everything can happen. But Maddie takes care of all problems back at the uh, station. Matt Harkins, outstanding producer. 412-928-9371. Again, thank our sponsors, AHN, PNC Bank, Number One Cochran, Chenderovich, Chenderovich and Fishman, Ireland Contracting. Let's go to the phone lines. Again, they're open for you until 1 at 412-928-9370. we got Woody in South Carolina. Woody, it's time for you to speak. Hey, Bob. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Bad at all. i uh, got a thing here. I would uh, buy Johnson out, and I would like to know what Ricola did to get in Sullivan's doghouse. He had a lot of potential, but Sullivan, for some reason, will not play and let the kid learn. Uh, I'd like your comments on that, and uh, I hope you have a very good day, Bob. All right, thank you, Woody, too. Uh, it's not just him, it's Chad Ruido, who every time he gets in there is a very reliable defensive guy. I just thought th- there was need for a change. Uh, you know, the stats don't lie. When you look at the goals allowed in that series, Johnson and Schultz were on for just about all of them. Uh, and that doesn't mean there weren't other culprits here. As I said, uh, I thought Murray should have played better when he had a chance. The big turning point to me was they're up 3-1 in game number three there, uh, and, and they can't finish the deal. And that, to me, is when they should have made those, those moves. Uh, they were sticking too loyal to some of the people who were not producing. And when you do that, it leads to the same old result. But you have to get more production out of the top-line guys. You know, Malkin had surgery at the end of the season. He had a lot of shots, but no goals. Uh, the top line didn't give as much in terms of production. I would never question their their, their work ethic or willingness willingness to work. I, it's just that you need the production. If you're not going to get it from them, who will give it to you? Uh, Zach Aston Reese was not all that good. I thought he needed to be better. Um, they're in a dilemma like with a guy like Hornquist. As much as I like what he brings because he's unique, you know, he's a guy who... Uh, you put him in a situation in front of the net, I don't care if he's had 30 concussions, he's still going to go there, and he's still going to be a pain in the neck for other people. But he cost over $5 million. You still have multiple years to pay him. If you trade him, what are you going to get for him? He's in his 30s, he's making a lot of money, and he's not the player he once was, which is no insult to him. It's just that's what happens as you get older. Uh, and he still has a role to play. I still like what he does. On the power play, they made a mistake not going to him in game one. There were a lot of mistakes in that series, I think, by the coaching staff as well. So there was blame to go around by everyone. But I would have played Ricola and or Ruidil. They brought Pierre-Olivier Joseph up there into the bubble. 
I don't know if he's ready to play or not, but if they brought him there, they must have thought potentially he could be. Um, you know, I wouldn't. It, it, when you're in a situation like that, you got to do whatever you can to try to stay afloat, and they didn't. And it's one thing to have, you know, an early exit in the playoffs one year. It's certainly another to do in back-to-back years against teams that you were expected to at least uh, do better than one win and seven losses. And that's what the record was in the last two postseasons against the Islanders and the Canadiens. Let's go to Mike on the cell. Hey, Mike, welcome to the Bob Pompiani Show. How are you? Hi, Bob. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. What's going on? I'm good. I got all my mail open from last week, Bob, waiting for you, but you're, you're worth it. Um, my question Wait a minute. Is, wait, wait, what, what does that mean now? You're confusing me. No, I was opening my mail from last week waiting to get on the air. Um, oh, I thought you were waiting for me to send you something. And I said, well, what would oh, that be? Because oh. I... Well, if you want to send me, yeah, if you want to send me a little cash, Bob, we can talk off. Cash, no, we can all use cash. <laughs> but my question, Bob, is regarding the Domin- Pirates, the Dominican Academy. What's what's up with that? I mean, are there any prospects there? Is there anything coming out of there? It seems like we hear about it, but I, I don't seem to see anyone coming through. No, uh, very few people. I mean, Polanco's one of them. They have other guys who. You know, I don't know. I mean, it was built for the reason to go out and get and attract talent. Uh, so far, it hasn't worked. Uh, they put a lot of money into it, and I applauded when they did that. I think you have to do stuff like that. But you have to then go out and, and accrue the talent. And if you can't do that, then what's the point? And they haven't done a very good job. Again, you can, you can look at this as a failed franchise in many regards. Uh, the owner doesn't like to spend a lot of money. That's a problem when there is no cap or no... Uh, floor that's a problem but the biggest problem is not developing enough people you have to develop if you develop you have at least a chance of putting something on the field that can compete once in a while if you don't develop and then if you develop and you trade people away who are good and developing in other systems now you got real problems all right thanks for the call i appreciate it mike Uh, and uh you probably got a lot of mail today from what i can tell if you're in if you're opening a lot maybe you got those uh, amazon packages coming in Let's go to Scott, who joins us on the cell as well. What's up, Scott? Hey, Bob. How are you today? Oh, just um, wonderful. It's a beautiful day. My my, uh, profession is in the business of sports medicine. And, you know, the one thing that's been a a, a a stable issue within the Pirates for the past kind of three regimes is the training and uh, strength and conditioning staff. I don't know if you guys ever count up the man hours lost. But um, it's kind of getting a little ridiculous, not just even, you know, the pitchers, but the, the positional players, too. And I wonder if it's maybe time to look at those folks and see if there's something that can be done there. It, it, it's very rare to see somebody have thoracic outlet syndrome, let alone two of them on the same team. Just something to think about. Yeah. You know, Scott, I mean, that's your profession. You would answer that better than I would because I don't know what goes into it, and I would never be in a situation where I would criticize strength and conditioning people as the main reason why guys fail. I think it's a compound uh, situation. There are so many things that go into it. I also think I'm to the point where I'm re- I, I was so glad the other night to see a Cleveland Indian pitcher pitch a complete game. Uh, we have gotten to the point where, and these games are taking forever to play. There was a game for a seven-and-a-half-inning game the other night. All right? Seven-and-a-half-inning game. It took four hours and nine minutes to play. And do you know why, Scott, if you're still there? Because there were 12 pitchers used in those. I mean, it's like nobody can pitch more than 10 pitches, it seems. 
You know, the other day, Stephen Brault was pitching fine. Five scoreless innings, he was taken out after that. We have become so sensitive to pitch counts. It is so crazy. I was looking and talking to guys who pitch. I know it's a different era, and there's money involved, and blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is, let a guy go. At some point, you have to let guys go longer than two innings, three innings. Um, and it's just it's it drives me nuts, and it adds to the problem of long games, which are unwatchable at times. That's a problem baseball is trying to solve, and it's gotten worse. It hasn't gotten better. Thanks for the call, Scott. Appreciate that. There are a lot of reasons why, but drafting and developing would be top of my list. If you don't do that well, you have no chance. And that is even true of guys we're talking about on the other uh, end of this who spend a lot of money. They still have to have guys in their system. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.